0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose
2: value. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com.
3: Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is Allison latter the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: And this is Robert Lam, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, this week we are talking about time travel.
3: Yes, in two parts.
1: Right. We're going to tackle traveling into the past. But first, in this podcast, we're going to tackle traveling into the future. Which is a, a pretty common uh, element in science fiction, television shows, music, etc.
3: Have you ever wanted to travel into the future?
1: Well, aside
3: as, from the very slow pace at which we're traveling into the um, future right now,
1: yeah, you, you, I was going to actually mention that. Um, no, don't really want to travel into the future.
3: You wouldn't want to meet your future self. If you're not curious about Robert Lamb and
1: no, because every all sorts of horrible things happen when you meet your future self. You know, like you've seen Time Cop, right? No, you haven't seen. Time Cop. <laughs> but like, like too. Is that like, with
3: Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah,
1: this one with Jean Claude Van Damme, and like the the bad spoiler alert, but the bad guy. Uh, ends up meeting himself in the future, and they, uh-huh. like, scheme for a while, but then they get kicked into each other, and they, like, melt and stuff. So, you know, it just doesn't look pleasant. Plus, most of the time, traveling into the future, ends up going to some horrible place with, you know, robots and dystopian, you know, system of government and, you know, the apocalypse and all.
3: Plus, you have uh, more of a zen outlook, if I'm reading that correctly, where you like to sort of just exist more in the present. Is that true?
1: Um. No, I I like, well, I like that idea, you know, obviously I'm no Zen master. So, um, uh,
3: Robert Lamb, science writer and Zen master.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, I traveling into the future, I guess would be kind of cool if you could just, it's just so many problems come with it, which we'll get into here. But, uh, but yeah, at, at, at the very basics though, um, you know, we are all traveling into the future. That's what's happening. Like just then. I just traveled in the future a little bit. So did you. So it's hard you not to
3: get stuck on it. Yeah. The passage of time.
1: Yeah. Like if, when you get, get down to it, you know, it's like the present that we exist that we don't really experience. We only think about the passing moment. And then, you know, and then, you know, that's, and then in that one little moment, that's where we spend all this time thinking about the future, remembering the past. As it happens though, we can sort of control the speed at which we uh, travel into the future, or at least the speed uh, that we uh, experience it at. Um, thanks to a little something called relativity. Um, Einstein has a pretty famous quote on this. With, with I love shit. this quote. Yeah. It's a great quote. He says, quote, Put your hand on a hot stove for a minute, and it seems like an hour. Sit with a pretty girl for an hour, and it seems like a minute. That's relativity. Indeed. Yeah. Now, I think I would argue with Einstein that it depends on the pretty girl. Um because what if she's talking about something really boring, you know? <laughs> um, and it also br- brings to mind, like, if there was, you know, if you really don't take this too literally, because you could not, say, build a time machine by just, like, filling it with beautiful women, you know, and having them, like, talk at you. Likewise, you couldn't live forever by constantly burning yourself. But, um, but uh, there are some other things that actually do have major effects on the passage of time. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of the big ones, of course, uh, quite literally, is mass, like the physical mass of something.
3: Right. Mass alters time.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and this one, this one's one that really, really kind of blows my mind a little. Um, like uh, global positioning uh, satellites, mm-hmm. they gain about like a third of a billionth of a second every day, uh, and that's uh, one one of the contributing reasons here is that they're farther away from the Earth from it from its center of mass, which drags on time and slows it down. So uh, um, and then there was a I think it was Stephen Hawking makes a great analogy with uh, or a great you know, comparison with uh, like a, a pyramid, like large, you know, like one of the great pyramids, large center of mass. Mm-hmm. And if you're standing next to that, um, time is going to happen slower for you than it would if you're standing like out in the, uh, you know, in the waste. Uh, it would, you know, not not in a sense that you could actually detect or experience, but uh, but it would be there. So, to actually travel into the future with it, with any you know, in any kind of meaningful way, you would need like an enormous amount of mass, though, like
3: a black hole, like a black
1: hole. Yeah, it's like you could go and do laps around it essentially.
3: Right, right. A supermassive black hole, perhaps.
1: Yeah, like uh, there's probably one kicking around the center of our uh, galaxy.
3: Yeah. So, what would happen if you circled the black hole for a couple of years without falling in? That's a key part. You'd return to uh, an Earth where an entire decade had passed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just you know you would you would experience like a year. They would experience a decade. You would have aged a decade. They would have aged a century. So it seems kind of like it's it's even like explaining it and having read the explanations for it, it still kind of sounds like magic. But it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's physics at work. Um now and 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 of course another interesting one is uh the way speed alters time.
3: And this is called time dilation.
1: Yeah. This one's pretty snazzy. Has yet to work its way into a like a, a major movie plot. Um I was talking to a friend about this. We were like, Man, they never work time dilation into uh into a thriller, you know? Because it's such this thing it's like such a slight change. But this is one that we can actually measure. Um Right, so time passes slower the closer you approach the speed of light. So if you had two identical clocks, you leave one at the station, you put one on a speeding train. Right. The uh, then the one then the at the end of that train trip, the one that remained at the station would be just like a billionth of a second uh, ahead of the one that was on the train. Right. Okay. Now that's not a lot. Uh you know, even if you spent your whole life on it's, know,
3: not a, it's not even enough to blink.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't get like really paranoid and be like, That's it, I'm gonna live on a speeding a bullet train the rest of my life and I'm <laughs> gonna live forever. It's not gonna happen. Uh you'd you'd have to if the train could maybe attain like ninety nine point nine 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 percent speed light speed, which is like ridiculous uh speed, you know, im impossible, you know, certainly with any foreseeable technology that we have right now. So Only, perhaps
3: in particle accelerators.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true.
3: And that's really not commercially available. <laughs> it's hard to per fit say. in one of those. Yeah. I don't have a particle accelerator in my backyard. Do you?
1: No. But <laughs> at that speed, one year would pass on board, um, your accelerated train for every 223 years that passed, uh, back at the train station.
3: That's so, pretty insane.
1: So yeah, you could essentially, like in a year's time, you get on board your time machine. And then uh, travel for a year, and then uh, you would essentially travel 223 years into the future. So that's uh that's pretty fascinating. And yeah, there's actually uh, you know some some more evidence for this uh, in some of our ob- observations we've made with uh, particle accelerators.
3: Sure, over at CERN they've been checking into this, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have these extremely short-lived particles called pi mesons, and okay. ordinarily they disintegrate after just. Uh, 25 billionths of a second yeah but you accelerate them near light speed and they last 30 times longer
3: Wow that's practically a
1: practically nothing still true <laughs> but still it 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 shows that I mean it, it's proof positive that that it's that this can be done whether it can ever be done in a way that actually allows human time travel uh,
3: you know we'll see. Okay, so we get on a really fast train, and that's one way we could travel into the mm-hmm. future. And by really fast, of course, we mean something approaching the speed of light, which mm-hmm. is not really on the table now. So what about um, another possibility like wormholes, which we are also going to get into in the uh, Traveling Back in Time podcast?
1: Yeah, there's a um, – yes, uh, some uh, physicists uh, yeah, believe that in the the, qu- the quantum foam, which is this tiny, tiny uh, environment, smallest environment in the universe, there are just constantly wormholes popping into existence, Uh, linking one portion of space-time with another portion of space-time. And that, conceivably, we could sort of grab onto one of these holes before it disappears, enlarge it enough to fly, say, a spaceship through it. And then, voila, we'd come out somewhere, somewhere else, right?
3: Right, at another event in space-time.
1: Yeah. And, of course, that brings a number of problems with it. You know, like, how how do you choose which little tiny momentary hole in space time to expand and then how do you crawl through it and
3: how do you expand it in the first place? Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah. And how do you not end up in some like horrible, like hell world, you know, just like in the movies? That's what happens in the movies is all I'm saying. So watch out. So yes, time travel in the future is possible to a limited extent. We're doing it right now. If you, if you hop on a train or if you're listening to this on, uh, on an airplane or in the car, you are experiencing it as well
3: perhaps that's not the answer you were looking for yeah perhaps you were looking to jet a century ahead or a few millennia ahead and that's not really the case quite yet
1: right do not go stand next to a pyramid and, and blame us
3: of course if you really love pyramids then time might speed up just like einstein sitting with this pretty girl
1: so on that note uh do we have any uh listener mail to get into i think we have a few letters uh sitting around here don't we
3: we do. We do. Do you want to read them this week?
1: Uh, sure. What do we got? <laughs> all right. This one comes from Caleb, uh, age 14. Hi, Allison and Robert. I'm a new listener, but downloaded some of your back episodes, of which I really like. I'd like to bring up the episode Amazing Infestations. You remember that one?
3: I do. That was a fun one.
1: Yeah. This isn't a complaint. I really like your podcast and all of the How Stuff Works podcasts. Admittedly, rats are classed as vermin but they also make amazing pets. They're cute and as almost intelligent as dogs. They can swim half a mile without stopping and tread water for 3 hours. I've never tried this out. I have 3 <laughs> rats: Smudge, Blizzard, and Cleopatra, Cleo for short, and have included photos so that you can see the rat that rats are cute and not all vermin.
3: Cleo is my favorite.
1: Yeah, Cleo's pretty cute. They're all cute, like all like white rats, you know. Uh, sorry for, that the photos are blurry, but the rats are fast runners. Thank you for reading this email from, <laughs> and then he signs it. So, uh, so yeah, and they, yeah, he included photos of all the, uh, the rats and, uh, they were, they were cute. And, uh, and certainly that's something worth mentioning is that even though, you know, pretty much with any of these species that, that become a problem, a, a lot of it can be traced back to, to humans, uh, uh, causing some imbalance in the, uh, in the environment, you know? Um, like at at the very heart of things, like you have like a a dense uh, metropolitan area, sure, like a medieval city where everything's dirty and wretched and there's food available and you have rat, you know, an explosion of rats uh, living in the area, but you can't blame the rats. They're just, you know, responding to the environment that humans have artificially created.
3: Well, then also you think about those Christmas crabs that were overrunning Easter Island. Do you remember those Mm -hmm. that we talked about those? And that infestation is a natural thing it's short lived it happens and admittedly it's probably a little unsettling for your house to be overrun by christmas crabs but mm-hmm. it doesn't happen for a long time
1: yeah and there's actually some um uh, uh, I remember reading some st- some stuff about the christmas crabs claiming that 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 it happened because of um uh, you know some particular species ended up being eliminated um uh, due to you know some other species being introduced on the island and then there's another invasive species that's uh this like herding the crabs now it's you know
3: herding the crabs or herding well, no, the well, crabs like, a, not, like oh. a like an australian herding no uh,
1: i like the idea of the herding that would be that would be amusing it'd be like the uh, there was an old lady who's followed a fly you know christmas crabs are out of hand so they bring on the wolves to herd them around and then they have herds of wolves but anyway cute rats yeah and we say.
3: always like hearing from listeners so thanks for writing Caleb, and we hope you said your name right
1: and uh, everyone out there, be sure and check out our Facebook and Twitter accounts.
3: Sure. We're on Stuff from the Science Lab and Lab Stuff over at Twitter.
1: Yeah. And you can you can do a search. on We'll show up as Lab Stuff on either one.
3: And if you guys want to send us an email, we always like hearing from you. We're at sciencestuff at howstuffworks.com.
2: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more how stuff works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Visible.